You're listening to Detroit Today. I'm Jake Neer, sitting in for Stephen Henderson. In the era of President Trump and social media, civility in politics seems to be at a low point in modern history. Stephen Henderson and Nolan Finley are hoping to bring some civility back through their efforts with the Detroit Civility Project. They hosted sessions during the 2019 Mackinac Policy Conference featuring participants who were teamed up with someone they didn't have a lot in common with, at least on the surface. We'll hear from the city of Detroit's Monica Rodriguez, who was paired up with former Republican State Representative John Walsh, and we'll hear from PR pro Matt Friedman about his experience. Here's Stephen and Nolan's civility session. This whole effort really has its roots in Mackinac or at Mackinac, not necessarily at this conference, but at the Republican State Convention many years ago. Steve was up here covering that, and you can imagine how welcome he felt. <laughs> and so It's my favorite event of the year. <laughs> and, and so he and I were hanging out in a bar one night, and you know, there were these two women, and you know, they, they saw us come in together, and Steve wandered off, and they said to me, well, how could you be hanging out with him? He's so liberal. We just hate him. And I asked them, do you know Steve? Have you met him? They said, no, but we hate him. I said, well, why don't you go talk to him a few minutes? I said, you can't really know whether you hate him or not. Do you say, you talk to him a few minutes, you may still hate him, or you may not. Uh, it's an even bet. But I said, you know, go over and talk to him. Two hours later, I had to peel them off, Steve, to get him out of the bar and get on, on down the hill. And it occurred to me that we make a lot of assumptions about how we feel about people based on who we perceive they are uh, because of their political persuasion. Yeah. Um, so what we want to do is get folks who participated in this exercise that we put together up here to talk about their experience, and then we'll take some questions. Uh, Monica, come on up. So you were paired with John Walsh. Monica. He spoke yesterday, John did, at, at this event. And he said, you were really hard to get along with. <laughs> I've heard that before. <laughs> Jokingly. How'd it go? Yeah, so uh, it was really interesting. I think part of the reason I was drawn to this project out of the gate was, one, as a practice in, in civility, but also to recognize that if there was a way to sort of boil down who I was insofar that you could pair me up with my opposite, I wanted to know what that was, right? What was externally obvious about me that you could go ahead and name someone else as the other side of the aisle? Um, and that in itself was a really important thing to think through, right? If John somehow represented the opposite of me, who did that mean I was? Um, and so we walked into this conversation and at first I thought, how am I about to sit down with someone and have this conversation when clearly, supposedly, we have nothing in common, right? Um, and so once I sat down with him and we went through sort of the framework of our lives, our philosophies, it was a really natural conversation in a way that you might sort of enjoy sitting down with anyone and talking about how did you get to where you are or how did you become who you are? Um, and I think generally I, I operate from a place of civility, right? Um, and so that didn't feel new to me, but it felt new to me to do that with someone who might otherwise, um, I wouldn't have done that with, right? I sit down a lot and I have these respectful conversations with people who are very similar to me every single day. Um, and it didn't feel that different to do that with someone who was technically, supposedly, the opposite of me. Um, and for me, that was a really good reminder that sort of how we frame these issues and how we frame this conversation, um, it just goes back to that humanity, right? Who are we at our core? Um, at the end of the day, honestly, John and I had a really great conversation. I met him um, first few days as I just joined the mayor's office, and he had a lot of really good advice. Um, and that may have not been someone I named as trying to find career advice in that moment in time, 
Um, but he said things that I'm going to carry with me probably forever, um, just because it was a really formative time for me understanding how to sort of navigate these city politics. Um, and I wouldn't have started there. And now that I know that, that what that gave to me, it's something that I'll continue to do. Yeah, and I think that's probably very common, Steve. I think most of us today in these times, I mean, political conversations are so fraught, uh, we are very reluctant to engage with people who aren't lined up the same way we are. Yeah, yeah, and then, then there's that kind of hesitance, I think, when you start, and you're like, eh, do I really want to trust this person? Uh, do I really want to open up and, and see what we might have in common? Yeah, there was a moment in the conversation after we had sort of gone through um, who we were, and, and I saw in front of us a wall. I was like, here is an issue. Um, what, this, was the, what was the issue? Uh, in this particular case, abortion. Right? So we went deep. We we're like, let's figure out the things people suppose we think we, uh, we are different on. Um, and sort of when we confronted that in that moment, I was like, well, there, there is a reason that this um, can become uncivil. Right? Is because we both have a very gut reaction to that conversation. But what happened, um, and you know, a lot of times you do have to tackle those head on, but in that moment we were both able to say, I respect enough of sort of the culture we've created in this moment to back away from that um, and still honor everything else you have brought to that table. And so we didn't try to sort of change each other's minds on that. Um, and that wasn't the intention. I didn't need that to happen. He didn't need that to happen. But we were also sort of able to center our humanity. And still, I will think of John as someone um, that I want to keep in my circle and someone I want to think through ideas with, in spite of the fact that there are core issues that we don't necessarily have to dive into together and stop us from sort of jointly working. I think she got it exactly right. And the point of this, what we ask people to do, if you didn't participate, what we ask people to do is to sit down first and get to know each other. You know. Try to figure out how, I mean, everybody comes to their ideas the same way. I mean, you take a set of facts, you apply your personal values and experiences, and oftentimes you come to different conclusions. But that doesn't make you evil or stupid or, or um, you know, whatever the labels we attach to people today. I mean, it's an honest process. And well, Steve and I did it. Um, through the, the NPR StoryCorps program. We went there and talked for an hour or more, uh, not about politics, not about the issues. We tried to figure out who we were and w how our experience, experiences and values play into uh, how we feel about things. It was very useful. We learned things about each other, even though we'd known each other for years. Yeah. Uh, that, that point, that tension point that you're talking about where you do finally hit that wall and you're like, uh, I see why I'm the opposite uh, of that, of this person. I mean, that's, that's that really difficult uh, point where you gotta kind of push through. Uh, yeah. And so many people get there and say, well, this is why I can't talk to this person. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's really, it's really cool to see you say, well, we said, maybe we can't talk about that, <laughs> but we can still keep talking and I can draw something of value out of who you are uh, and, and kind of trying to build a relationship with you. Yeah, in that moment, I, um, I sort of had to make the decision, was I going to then brand him based on this one thing he just told me and let that brand rewrite everything I had just found out in the hour beforehand. And easily I could have said yes, right? I could have sort of put him in the box that I have on my shelf ready to put people in. Um, and that would have been the very opposite of the core of this conversation, right? Um, and because we had gone through all of that and I had to name that for myself, 
I still see John as someone who's insanely valuable. Everything he told me was still very true. The advice he gave me are things that I'm still going to believe in spite of the fact that we have a wall at some point um, that, that puts us in, the, in these divisions. So I think that right there, if for no other reason, having to confront that aggressively is something I'm gonna think through. The next time I run into someone who clearly is on the other side of me, I can go ahead and pause for a second and say, wait, 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 maybe I should put that box in the corner, in the attic, and also sort of recognize the humanity underneath all of this. Monica, you get an A for yeah. this. <laughs> That's right. That's wow. right. You guys Steve. did a great job. Steve, this works. <laughs> right. It actually works. Who we knew? Didn't know it would work. But you said something earlier, and, and, and we thank you, Monica, but we, we, you said something er, um, uh, earlier where you reached a point in the conversation where you realized you weren't going to change his mind. You weren't going to confer. Steve and I re reach that point every single day. Like a dozen I years ago. I am never going to change his mind, <laughs> but we still take the trouble of talking to each other because I'm not trying to convert him. I'm trying to actually learn something from him and to test my opinions on him. Because if, you only, if I'm only talking to the people here I agree with, I get very smug and comfortable in my opinions. And I think that smugness today that's come from us being bunkered up is what's creating a lot of the mistrust and the divisiveness. If I can talk to him and l truly listen, because you know, try not to preach to him, it doesn't do any good anyway. But I do want to hear what he has to say, because every once in a while I'm like, ah, okay. That, you know, that changes something in my mind. Might not change my position, but it helps me see things in a different light. And if nothing else, sort of those beliefs don't strip everything else that is true about that person, right? And that's, Excellent. I think, where the nation uh, is sort of working through right now. So who are our other participants in the room? Matt. Matt, Matt Friedman. Friedman. Hi, Matt Friedman. Um, I own an, a PR firm uh, in the suburbs. We're headquartered in Farmington Hills. I live in West Bloomfield. I'm 47 years old, and I'm Caucasian. And I was you matched. Are? I you am. are? I am. I was matched. How long have we known each other? You're just telling me this now. <laughs> Hate to break it to you in public. You don't look that old or that white. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so I was paired with somebody very different from me on the surface. Um, Deborah uh, was who I was paired with. And I'd say she's probably about 70. And she's African American. And she's retired from a corporate job. And she has purple hair. <laughs> and we got together in Ferndale for kind of a snack and some iced tea at the end of the day on a Friday. She sent me an email to introduce herself. And in the email, she said, I live in Corktown and put in parentheses near downtown Detroit. <laughs> because how would a guy from West Bloomfield have any idea where Corktown is? <laughs> um, we had a great conversation. It was the highlight of my week. And, and I had had a pretty good week. And this was at the end of the day on Friday. We had so much in common, and I learned a lot. She's uh, retired from one of the auto companies where she worked in community relations, and she now considers herself a volunteer community organizer. And she thought she was going to have to defend being a community organizer, because as many of us will remember, when Barack Obama ran for president, that was really the only thing we knew about him. He was a U.S. senator for like 20 minutes, and before that, at some point, he was a community organizer, whatever that is. Well, I had listened to this podcast that public radio did out of Chicago called Making Obama, which was all about his time in Chicago, and it's really well done. And I kind of learned what a community organizer was. And so I said, actually, I, I think I, let me explain this to you. 
am I getting this right? And I pretty much got it right. And we talked about the work that she's doing as a volunteer in neighborhoods in Detroit, and there was a lot of overlap in terms of neighborhoods she's working with, neighborhoods I'm kind of interested in, places I have family history. And we discovered very quickly that, that we have a mutual affinity for and affection for Detroit. Even though I don't live there, and even though my office isn't there, I'm there all the time, and I have extensive family history. And we talked a lot about that. And then she was telling me about her grandkids, and her grandson is interested in broadcast journalism, which is what I used to do for a living, and work very closely with still to this day. And she wanted to know if I'd help him out, and of course I will, because it's the only way you can do anything in that business. It was just terrific. And uh, I think uh, what, what Monica said and what we saw in the video is very true, that you can you know, put people together who don't look alike and don't have bios that are anywhere close to each other, but we have so much common ground, especially in this community. There are things we all care about, and be able to, to be able to talk to somebody who cares about many of the same things, uh, even though the profile is very different, was a terrific experience. That was part of a Detroit Civility Project session from the 2019 Mackinac Policy Conference, hosted by Stephen Henderson and Nolan Finley. We heard from the city of Detroit's Monica Rodriguez and Matt Friedman of the Tanner Friedman PR firm. That's all for Detroit Today. I'm Jake Neer. This is WDET, Detroit's NPR station, your connection to news, music, and conversation.